0: Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong, and welcome once again to Cracking Addiction. And we have with us the good Dr. Laura Petrochek. Hello, Laura. How are you?
1: Hi, Fergal. Good. How about yourself?
0: I'm very well, too. So I thought we'd continue our discussion on, um, you know, the the elements of DBT. Going back to that dime bar mnemonic, so distress tolerance, interpersonal effectiveness, mindfulness, and emotional regulation. I, th- I thought, well, let's talk about distress tolerance. Um, now, when I consider distress tolerance, I think of think of it really uh, as the as a group of those behavioral interventions that can immediately reduce distress, uh, as opposed to you know taking a, a diazepam tablet. But I think you've got a different way of conceptualizing it. Do you, Laura?
1: Well, uh, that's the first category for go it's um Mm. distress tolerance skills for um a crisis so that's one group of distress tolerance for crisis survival skills and the other group of distress tolerance is for average annoyances or everyday annoyances or frustrations or maybe Mm. anger yeah, but the the mm-hmm. crisis survival skills are the more heavy-duty distress tolerance skills.
0: They're right. usually right.
1: immediate. They're usually more intense, not necessarily, but usually. And, um, you know, something that someone could kind of keep in their back pocket, so to speak. Um, mm. A client, especially if a client's really struggling and um you know, really dysregulating or struggles with suicidality. These skills are really important for a client such as that to have down, to really know these.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is one of the things that used to and still does amaze me. So I think we're going to talk about specific Interventions for crisis management and you know, immediate the immediate reduction of distress in a crisis, yes. right? Yeah. But I have a I have a number of colleagues and, and and a number of patients who all seem to reach out for the diazepam to manage acute distress. And I have a I have a problem with with using diazepam for distress tolerance for a number of reasons. The least of the not not the least of which is. I mean, you know, I read somewhere that the half-life of or the duration of distress, acute distress, is only ninety seconds. If you okay. if you can get through the the first ninety seconds of whatever it is that's upsetting you, it, it gets mm-hmm. better after ninety seconds. So you've actually, instead of holding your breath for ten seconds or counting to ten, you've got to count to ninety. But nonetheless, there is a, usually a finite end point to distress, right? Correct. And then when you consider that. Diazepam doesn't really get to its peak effect. So when I swallow a diazepam tablet, you might notice the beginnings of an effect, but you don't get the peak effect for diazepam for at least 90 minutes. Yeah. Right? So yeah, on the right, one hand, cool. you have... Oh, go ahead. So on the one hand, you have acute distress lasting 90 seconds, and you pop a Valium, pop a diazepam, because you're distressed, Right. but it doesn't really kick in for at least 90 minutes.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so that in the situation or incident has already passed. Yeah. You no. Know, yeah. And unfortunately um where we live in a very uh you know, addictive not necessarily addictive, well we are an addictive society, but we we grow up with you just watch the ads on TV, you got to pain, take a pill. If you're yeah. distressed, take Valium. If mm-hmm. you're tired, take drink five Red Bull. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, so many medications. I mean, I, I literally, some clients, when they first come to see me, they're on a medication to wake up, to help them when they're stressed, to help them when they're tired. And, and it's like all day long until they go to bed. Yeah. Not
0: even- and then they're on a medication to go to sleep.
1: Yes. So,
0: like, then yeah. they're, on- so they're on an upper and a diner and they're all antagonistic. Yeah. Uh And it
1: doesn't help their, um, it really affects their mental health in a negative way. And they're probably also on psychotropics, but I don't think they get the full advantage or positive effect being on so many other mood-altering dependent drugs because Uh value is highly dependent. And, you know, going back to the 90 seconds, um, there's uh, Dr. Jill Bolte uh, wrote a book called My Stroke of Insight. And she had a stroke and, you know, wrote this beautiful book and does talks about it. But she talked about that a feeling, uh, the lifetime of a feeling or life, you know, uh, the time of a feeling is 90 seconds. She also, in her research, found the same thing. So sometimes I have clients like, oh, if I start crying, I'll never stop. Well, let's just try and experiment. You know, because yeah. a lot of times clients don't even allow like a little yeah. bit of feeling to come up because they're so afraid. They have this in their mind: the feeling will go forever and or a long time. And unfortunately, you know, we're not used to feeling our feelings, so it probably mm-hmm. does feel like an hour or something, even though it's only ninety seconds. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and I actually um, in my presentations and in, in a, doing therapy with clients, remind them, it's only 90 seconds. That's the average lifespan of a feeling. Um, So if we could just get them through that, you know, and it's, it's, I don't think it's quite the same uh, time, but I've read that the acuteness of feeling suicidal is, is actually very short. Um, Mm. If we could just help a client get over that, acuteness of suicidal feeling um you know that too shall pass not that they mm. don't follow up help but um anyway uh, yeah
0: funny. we're not we're not advocating in any way that anyone who's suicidal thinks that they can just sit it out write it out without actually seeking professional help of course oh not.
1: yeah no 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 but yeah. i mean um yeah, uh, yeah I, I didn't mean it like that but um yeah. it, anyway if someone's in that yeah. crisis it's you know Maybe they can remind themselves that. I don't know. But definitely for going back to the feelings, um, is ninety seconds. And again, we're so used to I remember growing up, my dad worked for um a pharmaceutical company, and there was like a hundred different pills in our cabinets. One for whatever was your problem of the day. And (laughs) uh then on top of that, you you know, you have your cocktail or whatever, and so I, and so what's the
0: definition of health then, Laura? You've just triggered a, a, a question in me. What's the definition of health? Do you, do you have a, a definition?
1: Well, I think a definition of health is being uh, emotionally happy uh, yeah.
0: overall. Um, See, that's the psychologist speaking, because my definition of health, going back to the medicine cabinet, is, well, is, 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 is trifecta of the following three things, right?
1: Okay. A used
0: pair of running shoes in the hallway an empty medicine cabinet and not knowing who your doctor is.
1: <laughs> I like that. Okay. I see what you're saying. Well, my definition of health is... Going back to the
0: medicine cabinet okay, thing. You know?
1: Yeah, we forget the medicine cabinet because that that definitely was not a good situation for me or for a lot of people. Um, <clears> but my, you know, definition or what I use for health today is I love, you know, I live in a place where it's moderate temperature all year round. So I love jumping on my... Bicycle. I'm a avid cyclist. I went uh, cycling last summer in Italy for three weeks. I just love cycling. Um, also love swimming. And this past weekend, I hadn't gotten my guitar out in a while, and I play guitar at this one event. So um, spending time with friends. So yeah, there's a lot of positive uh, things we could do instead of self medicating, but it gets to be a habit. And it also is addictive, so that's also part of the problem when I have clients like throw everything away, and then a day later they get it out of the trash or they go to their uh, doctor or something so yeah that's they, these drugs are highly addictive in a short amount of time
0: yeah so you you mentioned earlier on that uh you you have you classify distress into the kind of the hyper-acute, acute stuff, and then the kind of the crappy long, you know, as the day goes on stuff. Now, I have a mnemonic for you. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give you my mnemonic for the, the way that I, I recommend people to manage their own distress. Okay. But I, I'm wondering if the techniques that I'm gonna describe now, how would they fit into your classification? And okay. I, you must have heard of this. This is quite famous, apparently. But it's the TIP mnemonic T I P P. Have you heard oh, yeah. of that one?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. right here my crisis survival skills that I was <laughs> exactly about.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, then you yeah. tell me. Well, well, well that's, let's.
1: That's a Dr. Lineham uh acronym. You can't steal that. All right, All one. right. All right. No, Okay. No, I, will... I like the dime, though. That's yours. You can copyright that one. <laughs> All uh, right. So I, I'm I, not, not going to be able
0: to... to include that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to be able to uh, claim anything for that then. So what does tip stand for then?
1: So tip the the T stands for temperature. Yeah. So for going through DBT training, um, they have this huge. Uh, bowl like for mixing a mixing bowl in the front of the class and they have ice and cold then they put cold water in it and then everyone has to go up and totally immerse their face in that water and i'm telling you if that doesn't change how whatever temperature you're feeling especially distress anger you name it it's gone So
0: why does that work? Do you know why that
1: works? Because it physiologically lowers our blood pressure really fast.
0: And it's like
1: everything shuts down. And when we're in hyperarousal, you know, our face is flushed. uh, We're breathing shallow. We're breathing fast. um, Mm -hmm. Our thoughts are going and uh, our negative thoughts. So you put your head in that bowl of ice water and then physiologically, everything goes down and the thoughts are slowed down. Mm-hmm. The breathing is slower, you know, everything is slowed down and you're more regulated at that point.
0: So the way, the way that I explain it is that your, your body can only hold, your body's got two general states of, of arousal. It's, it's got the odd, the sympathetic, hyperarousal and the parasympathetic relaxed state. And you cannot occupy both spaces at once. Right. And when we're hyperaroused, the sympathetic overdrive occurs where your, your sympathetic system stimulates your heart rate to beat faster, as you say, the breathing to be fast and shallow, and you need to be angry and your muscles to be tensed, and, 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 and just as you would in the flight or fight response. So when you're hyperaroused, really it's similar to the, uh, the fight or flight response. So putting your face in the water stimulates changes in the neurological system of your body as it relates to the heart. And in particular, if you're really interested in it, it's the uh, the oculocardiac reflex, which then shifts you from the sympathetic system to the parasympathetic system and puts you into a state of relaxation. Because as I said, you cannot occupy two spaces at once. You can either be in the hyperaroused space or the, or the relaxed space, but you can't be both. So this, how quickly do you reckon this change happens?
1: Oh, I'd say like that.
0: Like that. It's almost That's instantaneous. Why it's a,
1: isn't a, a useful yeah. skill.
0: If you put your, if you hold your breath underneath really ice cold water, it's almost instantaneous, right? Because the temperature, just hits the eyes mm-hmm. and the, the whole, the breath holding those two acts really, really, uh, you know, they augment the parasympathetic system. So, That goes back to my point about, you know, this is a behavioral intervention that can really calm you down and get you away from the hyper-aroused space literally within seconds. And given that the stress lasts 90 seconds, would you rather do that or would you rather have a pill that's going to take 90 minutes to really kick in? To me, it's a Uh, no-brainer.
1: Yeah, it's a no-brainer. But again, you know, our society pushes taking a pill, taking a drink more so than putting your head in the water. Um, yeah. you know, one thing that what I what does the
0: I stand for?
1: Oh well, before we get to the I, um All right. just something <laughs> else more. I use uh, with kids <laughs> is um they have this instant ice pack that you yeah. break it and it gets instantly cold. So a lot of teenagers or middle school kids I work with, I um I order these by the bulk from Amazon. And I give them a few and tell them to keep it in their backpack. So if they're having a tough day at school, they can't go put their head in a thing of water, a bowl of water. So they could either take it out right then and crack it you know, just bend it. And then their hands are cold and it helps that physiological response. Not as intensely as a bowl of ice cold water with ice cubes, but, or they can go in the bathroom and crack it. But, um, Mm -hmm. and some people, I tell them, put one in their glove compartment. Or in their purse. So something that's really easily accessible and is more uh, just easier to, to get to because that bowl of ice water, unless you're sitting at home, is not that easy. It's almost impossible to get to. So I try mm-hmm. to find things that are more um, accessible in the moment for people in their day-to-day lives. Yeah, but, So I... Um, What does I stand for? I stands for intense exercise. So I don't know how fast you jog when you jog or if you're a runner.
0: (laughs) Do I look (laughs) as if I jog intensely or fast? (laughs) Thank you, Laura.
1: Well, even jogging, you know. Um, But like so, you know, walking is great exercise, But intense exercise has to get your heart rate up. And so I have one of these fancy Garmin watches and it will tell me if I'm getting up there into that intense zone. And so that usually means, you know, something, you know, uh, heavy cardio. So running, even jogging is okay. For me, cycling uphills, swimming fast or as fast as I can, Um, could be dancing, could be Zumba. There's, it could be boxing. Um, there's a lot of different intense exercises. It could be, uh, even if it's floor exercises, like doing burpees, you know, yeah. do 10 minutes of bur- five minutes of burpees and you're definitely you're going to be in a different state of yeah. mind. So um, the intense exercise, yeah. yeah, that really helps.
0: That, that reminds me of, uh, you know, high intensity interval training, which I actually sometimes do. And really, I think, it's important to understand it doesn't matter what the exercise is per se. What matters is to actually get your heart rate to over or all approaching around about 90% of maximal heart rate. Yes. And then that. so then people say to me, well, what's maximal heart rate? Well, you know, the good old uh, number was 220 minus your age. So that would be roughly 100% of your maximal heart rate. And if you can get your heart rate to about 90% of that, that's pretty, and you can do that for 30 second bursts. Uh, that's high intensity interval training. And uh, so I recommend that kind of exercise to people who are trying to get um, the, the eye for intense exercise. It doesn't have to be long. It just has to be, you know, of, of an intensity, a short burst to basically effectively use up the adrenaline rush. Yes. Remember that the, the, the T for temperature was all about suppressing the adrenaline rush. Right. The yes. I for intense exercise is all about burning up that excess energy. I mean, that's a that's not a physiological explanation. So for the physiologists out there, I'm sorry. But, you know, that's how I conceptualize the difference between the T and the no, I and right. in, 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 in tip.
1: I have nat- never actually heard it stated that way. But that makes perfect sense. Well, though. that's
0: why we're chatting, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting going back to the hit. So we have this. You know, there's different uh, gyms all over the world, but this particular gym is called Orange Theory. And so I belong to it. And you wear a monitor when you go there. And then they have these screens all around. And you can see when you get to the 90%, when you get to that hit rate. So it helps you. Oh, like you're slacking. You got to get rolling there. And uh, I don't know. I find that really helpful because on my own, I, I don't quite know if I'm getting yeah. it or not well
0: but... I mean what you're saying is that you like that immediate feedback so I mean I used to have a Garmin watch I used to have a an Apple watch as well and 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 you know it would tell me it would, the whole point was it would give you the feedback of how active you were during the day but the feedback that I consistently got was well, I'm a lazy fat bastard so I stopped wearing the watch so <laughs> feedback's not always necessarily good <laughs> okay
1: well, but like you said, it doesn't have to be long. So yeah. even if like I actually try, so it's a 50 minute session for clients. I try to do like five minutes of hit in between clients. Yeah. Like, and usually yeah. it's a yeah, burpee thing, right. but I'm telling yeah. you what a difference that makes. Yeah. I used yeah. to just like step outside, walk a little bit. No, yeah. this is a game changer. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think, Laura, we, we, we've run out of time again, but what I'd like to do, if, you, if you're happy to join me again, we'll have another conversation about the rest of the tip mnemonic, if that's all right.
1: Uh, yeah, I would love to.
0: That's all for today, folks. My name is Dr. Fergal Armstrong, and this has been Cracking Addiction.